afternoon. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Saturday, ladies. Welcome to another episode of A Rhema Word for Women, sponsored by Rhema Women's Center. I'm so glad, so glad and so happy that you joined me on today. I'm not going to be before you guys long. You know, I just come in, I roll through for a couple minutes and I roll out. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm just grateful. I just want to continue to pray blessings over those who have listened and downloaded. I pray that the Holy Spirit has given you something to take away. I pray that some things ignited in you that were dormant. But the word says, let God arise. So let God arise if you want today, ladies, and do whatever he calls you to do, whatever purpose that he has for you, whatever your dreams or desires are. I just pray that you ignite. If you haven't ignited yet, let this week be the week that you ignite, right? So today I just want to chat with you a little bit. I always try to plan things and I'm such a planner that it's it's sad. If, if I had it my way, I would plan things from A to Z and then probably have one through 10 as a backup. <laughs> but how many of y'all know that it just doesn't work that way? You know, the Lord always has me go tell me, no, the Lord tells me, let's put it that way, go sit down somewhere when I have my own plans. And I'm grateful for that, you know, nothing like being, led by the Holy Spirit, even when you think you have it all together, but being led by the Holy Spirit. You know, I learned a long time ago that I can't control everything. How is it that I will pray, Lord, not my will, but your will, but then I'm going to go do what I want to do? Ain't that contradicting? So you basically telling God, yeah, I got this. I don't need you. And that is never, ever, 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 ever for the case, right? So in the waiting, we have to wait for God. And when I say wait for God, waiting for God is that time when we're sitting by the sidelines, writing all our plans and dreams out, which is what he wants us to do. You know, y'all know my favorite scripture by now, Habakkuk 2 and 2, write the vision, make it plain, but then let him blow on it. So as I'm reading and studying for this week, not just for this week, but just in my own personal time, I always think, okay, you know what? I'm gonna talk about this this week. I'm going to shift this this week. But by the time I get on to do every episode, the Lord shifts it. So as I was laying down this morning, um, he gave me something and I was like, again, you shifted me, <laughs> right? So. Let's talk about Martha and Mary, these two sisters, right? They both loved the Lord. But Martha was a workaholic. Mary was a worshiper and just wanted to hear and soak up and learn everything the Lord had for her in those moments. Now, I can honestly say that I see myself in both of these ladies. And that's kind of not necessarily heart-wrenching, but it was like, oh, wow, is it possible to be both? And Lord, what would it that you have me to be? Of course, a worshiper, right? I think. But then how do I use my gifts and still be a workaholic? 
or is it that I'm not supposed to be a workaholic? Hmm, right? So the story goes a little something like this, and I'm paraphrasing y'all, you know, Martha invited Jesus and his disciples to come eat with them. So she got that hospitality spirit. She is a server. Um, She's going to do it up, dinner, rolls, buns, probably collard greens, mac and cheese. That's just in my mind, right? Because those are my favorites. <laughs> um, so she's preparing this meal. And as she's doing this, Jesus is in the next room teaching. And instead of Mary helping her, her sister, she is at the feet of Jesus. And Martha is frustrated. She's worried because she wants everything to be perfect. You know, she's frustrated because she's doing this by herself, her sister, and they're listening to Jesus and I need help, right? But the Lord rebuked her. He said, you know, let her do what she's doing, basically. As a matter of fact, the way I interpret it, you can come get some of this too. You need me, and which is true, right? We need Jesus even to operate in our gifts. So I found, as I found myself thinking about this and just kind of pondering over it, um, I'm not so much of a, a perfectionist anymore, but I do like things done in excellence. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago, operating in a spirit of excellence. Um, but even when we're doing our work, whatever that may be, right? Whatever gifting and talents and tools that the Lord has given us to work for him, through him, by him, and even in our everyday jobs or careers, right? We still have to find that time to worship. And what is dangerous, I found, very dangerous, you get so engulfed in work that you you forget about the gift giver. You forget about the one who gave you the talents to do what you do, either to make your money, to encourage, to uplift. We kind of put him to the side. And that's not what it's about, ladies. It's about being at his feet, finding that time to be at his feet and to worship. You know, it's life, right? So in everyday happenings, things happen. But I found that even when I'm working, you know, I could be sitting at my desk, I could be at my home office. I have to take those, even if it's just a couple minutes, just throw my hands up. God, I thank you. God, I worship you. God, I magnify you. God, I exalt you. And even in that, in that, that those times of worship, he's behind the scenes fixing whatever I need to be fixed. It might not be in that moment. It could be things that I don't even see coming down the pipeline, but he's working them out and he's working them out through my worship. You know, I, I find that being at his feet open so many doors. As a matter of fact, let's be clear, being at his feet closes some doors. It closes some windows. It stops some imps and demons from getting at you because they can't come near you because you're wrapped in him. Y'all better come on here. You know, worship changes the atmosphere. Worship pushes you forward. Worship gives you new ideas, new ideologies. It makes you innovative. Worship puts you in a place of humbleness. It, it allows you to say, none of me, God, and all of you. And that's what Mary was doing. She was soaking up the word. And, you know, what does John, John say? Don't get me 
talking about numbers because I just know the Bible. I, I'm not good with the one and one and two and two unless I'm looking at it. I'm just being honest. But it says in, in John that he is the word. So if you're at his feet and she's soaking him up, she's soaking up the word. She's soaking up God. She's soaking up the Trinity. Oh God, that is just a beautiful thing. So Mary is doing what she thinks is best. And obviously this is a great thing, right? To be worshiping the Lord and in all things. So she's doing what she thinks is best. And Martha, on the other hand, is frustrated. And how many times are we doing work? We're on our jobs. We're handling the home. We're just doing what we do. And the spirit of frustration comes on us. We're frustrated because it's not going our way. We're frustrated because it doesn't look like we how we want it to look. We're frustrated because people aren't responding the way we want them to respond. But that's that control. And we got to let it go. Well, being a workaholic takes you away from your family. It takes you away from the Lord. And at the end of the day, the one lesson I learned is you could be a workaholic in and all things, right? But God forbid something happen to you, you will be replaced. And if we just let that soak in, they'll find somebody to replace you or, or try to be as good as you. <laughs> Let's be clear, right? Um, they will find somebody to replace you. They will move forward. And meanwhile, you end up being stuck or even worse when you should have just took those times to worship and just sit at his feet. We have to be careful, you know, not to forget to, to sit at the Lord's feet. It's, it's in his presence where our lives are changed. It's in his presence where things manifest. It's in, our, it's in his presence where we may not know the answer and he may not even give us the answer, but because we sat before him, because we sat before him, he went before us and did what needed to be done, whatever that may be. He is a way maker, right? He is the morning star. He is the beloved. He is the branch. He is the carpenter. He is the chief cornerstone. He is our anchor. He is the way, the truth, and the life. If he's all these things and we can find him in our worship, ladies, what are we waiting for? How can we forget to sit at his feet? It's so important just to sit at his feet to just sup with the good shepherd because he says in his word that my sheep know my voice. So if we're in worship, we are his sheep. We're gonna catch whatever he has for us. He is our rock. If our foundation, if our families, our children, our husbands, we just find ourselves wrapped in his worship. And I think that's what we all miss, we get so caught up in the day-to-day -day operations, the day-to-day -day of life um, that we forget to just take those moments to reverence him. We forget to take those moments to exalt him. Worship is even a point of sacrifice. What are you sacrificing for God? I mean, we don't have to do like it did in the Old Testament and put things on the altar because he, he is our sacrifice, but what are you sacrificing for him? 
What time are you taking out just to sit before him and sup and worship or just at his feet and let him download to you the great things he has for you? There's nothing like gaining wisdom in worship. Yeah, I can't sing a lick, but you cannot tell me that when I'm in my worship time with the Lord, my own little worship experience, them notes be hitting like fire. But guess what? It sounds good to him. And that's all that matters, being in that place of worship. As we sit in that place of worship, we're filled, we're renewed, we're strengthened to go out to do whatever we have to put our hands to. So I just implore you ladies today, if you do nothing else at all, sit at his feet. If you do nothing else at all, Take those few moments just to throw your hands up and close your eyes and say, yes, Lord, it's in our yes that he is going to respond. It's in our yes that he comes through. It's in our yes that he knows that we accept his will. And we know that the Lord is, he's a gentleman. He's not going to come through and be forceful with it, my will, right? But he gives us choices. So make those choices in him, you know? So if he has free will, not my will, but your Lord will be done. We're telling him like, Lord, we're resting on you. We're waiting on you. Please don't drop us by the wayside. Help us in this situation deal with this situation you know because the flesh can have us jacked up ladies we can put ourselves in some crazy situations if we listen to our flesh and not sit before the lord and just have those times of worship and even those times of worship come with correctiveness right um my mouth oh god my mouth is let me rephrase that my mouth used to be horrible I'm working on it you know I I find myself thinking before I say what I truly want to say you know I hit that old school what would Jesus do WWJD (laughs) what would Jesus say (laughs) Um, but I say all that to say in worship and if we have a constant mindfulness of the Lord our character our integrity the things we do how we act how we carry ourselves it's all going to be checked. And sometimes we realize it's checked after it's checked, which is a good thing, right? But that comes from being in a place of worship. You know, being in a place of worship. So again, I implore you ladies to just sit at his feet. At his feet, life changes. At his feet, things come forth. At his feet, we are lifted up for his glory. At his feet is none of us and all of him. And I'm just going to close with that. So ladies, this was short today because I actually have a lot of work to do on the other side. But I did want to come through and give you a couple tidbits about just being at his feet, that place of worship, that place where Mary sat. And if you read further down the line, 
she oiled his feet and washed them with her hair. That worship right there. What are you putting your oil on and washing it with? To show signs of worship to the Lord. And that's all I got, ladies. We just going to cut it right there because that's something to think about, right? I even got my own work to do and, and think about that, that worship. Because while I try to be mindful of it, I'm still Martha. A part of me is still Martha. I get so caught up in work, I forget. And I have to go back and say, Lord, I'm sorry. But here's my worship. Here's my life. Not my will, but your will. Ladies, I just want to thank you for listening all today. Thank you for the downloads. Um, the Rama show is... The Rainbow Work for Women show is doing amazing. I'm just so excited about what God is doing. You know, this is still a newbie, but I'm grateful. And just continue to tune in, continue to pray, continue to send me information, info at rainbowwomencenter.com or go on the website, um, rainbowwomencenter.com. Shoot me a line, let me know what you feel. Let me know how you think. Let, give me ideas. Um, I will say from May through probably mid-June, we got some great surprises coming, some great people, some juggernauts in the spirit and author realm. I'm just excited what God is doing with a rainbow word for women. So I implore you ladies, just continue to worship, continue to love on the Lord, and remember to love on somebody. Have a great Saturday. And I hope to talk to you soon.